Welcome to the Solution Focus School Unlimited podcast series. My name is Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of Counseling Towards Solutions, first published in 1995 and now in its third edition, available on Amazon.com. I appreciate you tuning into this show. Today is a special show that I want to share with you. I'm going to talk about a case that I did many years ago that taught me more about what our students need than any book or program ever did. And it's as relevant today as it was then, almost 18 years ago. Liam was a junior high school student who suddenly took the wrong path in his life one spring. Formerly an honor student who his mom described as responsible, bright, fun-loving, he began smoking marijuana and hanging with the wrong crowd around April of that year. His grades plummeted. He became angry and difficult to get along with at home, and his parents, who were divorced, tried all sorts of consequences to reach him. When Liam was at his mom's house, he would often become so angry at his mom and little sister that he would put holes in the walls in his room. Soon the room was destroyed. His mom, feeling very helpless, would then call on her parents to come over and try to defend her to Liam. At that, Liam just laughed and continued his antics. None of the consequences worked. When Liam's mom became completely frustrated with Liam, she sent him to his dad's house. Angry at Liam's disrespect, Liam's dad put him in a barn behind his house to sleep at night. There was no electricity or any other comforts. Dad's purpose, he said, was to punish Liam until he came around. That didn't work either. Liam continued to misbehave at school, and in April, he was suspended for three days. His parents, desperate to find a way to get Liam back on track, brought him to counseling. When I met Liam and his parents that day, his parents did what a lot of parents do at first. They complained about Liam. Liam sat with his head down, non-responsive to any of the questions that I asked him. Eventually, after hearing complaint after complaint and seeing the impact on Liam and the desperation in the eyes of the parents, I asked Liam's parents to take a break. I then returned to Liam, looked at him, and wondered to myself, what was his life like right now? What was it like to walk in his shoes each day? So I asked him, Hey, listen, Liam, I I wanted to talk with you by myself because I am interested in knowing how you want things to be. I've heard from your parents, but I'm also very interested in your thinking. He responded very despondently, I don't know, there's no use. I tried again. I said, well, maybe it seems like that, but if you could have a wish, what would it be? And he again responded, I don't know. I told you there's no use. No matter what I do, where I go, or what people I am with, people just see me as a bad kid. It's hopeless. I sat back and thought, hmm, I'm going to keep on trying. So I asked him, is that who you really are? I mean, I wonder, because you are here today, you could have refused to come. I'm wondering if there's something you really do want different. At that point, he started crying and eventually just sobbed in front of me. When he finally stopped crying a little, 
I asked him, so Liam, who are you really that people just don't see right now? And he started talking. He said, I'm really a good kid. I don't like what I'm doing right now, but no one seems to really give a care. My parents just keep on punishing me and punishing me. Nobody talks to me. School just wants me to leave. All they want to do is keep watching for what I do wrong. And I responded again. So again, tell me about the good kid. Tell me about the good Liam. And so he really began to talk to me at that point, and the conversation continued, and eventually I invited Liam's parents back into the room. At that point, I asked the parents whether they felt their current strategies were working to accomplish what they wanted. They said, no, of course not. I then invited them to do something different and asked that they were interested in doing something different. They both nodded their heads. I then mentioned, with Liam's permission, that Liam said he was really a good kid, but no one had noticed that for a long time. He knew he had burned some bridges with people, but he wanted people to see the good Liam. I invited them, the parents, over the next week to begin watching for the good Liam. I then turned to Liam and said, Okay, here's your chance. Go show your parents who you really are. I didn't know how the next week would go, but when they returned, there was a huge turnaround. His mom said he was behaving much better at home. She and he were beginning to talk, and on the weekend, he helped her patch up holes in the walls in his room. His dad picked him up one evening and said he and Liam had a good talk. They left aside the problems that had been going on and just talked about other things. There were no calls from the school that week. I saw Liam and his parents twice more, and then summer came along. Liam continued to do remarkably well, and so we discontinued our sessions, and I felt like the case was successful. He had clean drug tests, went to summer school, and made all A's. And then school started. first day of school, Liam went back to the same junior high school. When he walked into the school, he was excited to see his friends and determined to make that year better. He was getting along well at home. He was getting along well at school. Things were going well for him. When he walked into the school, the assistant principal who had expelled him before walked over to him, cornered him immediately and said, why did you even bother to come back here? Liam turned around, walked out the door, and walked all the way home, five miles away. The school called his mom to complain that he left school. Mom called me. I called the school to share with the school that he had intended to come back and start over, that things were going much better for him. They weren't interested. It was too late. Liam's mom enrolled him in a private school that year, where he did better. As for me, I learned a huge lesson with that case. The schools are systemic. Ever since then, as a school counselor, when I worked with a troubled student, I always, always, with student permission or parent permission when needed, shared a simple message through an email or just 
walking back to the classroom with a student and having a conversation, very brief conversation, with a teacher or administrator that the student planned to do things differently, and I just asked them to watch. So even 18 years later, that lesson I learned still works, and it's resulted in countless students having a second chance, going back and doing things better, and the system embracing those changes. The power of sharing with a student system is incredible. Each day, I can only imagine how many students you work with who are in despair or in trouble or just plain off track. You do your great work, and if you simply return them to class without any additional information to the teachers or administrator, the old system that helped to create the problem situation will sabotage the new plan, and the student will fail again. So this week, as you talk to a student or teacher, share the ideas with those in the system that may be impacted. Maybe it is a team meeting or a teacher-student issue, or even a parent who needs to know that maybe her young daughter just needs 15 minutes from her at night. The information does not need to be specific. It just needs to be kind of a heads up, an encouragement for those in the system of the student to watch for times when things are going better. May the solution force be with you as you try this out this week and watch for times when even students don't cross your path this week, maybe when they don't come back again and again. Don't just let that go. Go find them. Let them know you are amazed at them, at the changes they're making. Let them know you look forward to more changes. That's it. Then just watch their faces. You just created an opportunity for a student to be successful. Best wishes. Have a great week. And if you like these ideas that you hear, check out Counseling Toward Solutions on Amazon.com. And if you are in the process of preparing for or looking at professional development over the next year for your teachers and staff or school counseling association, give me a call or send an email to lmetcalf62 at gmail.com. I would be delighted to share with you what I do when I visit school campuses. Thank you for listening.